Mom life, it's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow, and we all know there will be little bumps along the way. But why not have fun and enjoy little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I am excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way, you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Hello, mamas. First of all, I just want to say happy Mother's Day. I hope you all are having a wonderful Mother's Day weekend, and I want to hear all about it. So leave some comments and let me know how wonderful your Mother's Day was this weekend. Thank you so much for listening. I'm excited to share all that we have to say about evening routines today. Get excited. It's going to be great. Hey ladies, just wondering how everyone's doing with their morning routines. Hopefully everything is working out well. Um, I know it's been a week and so we're just kind of just getting into this challenge, but I hope all is going well. We are going to be talking about evening routines um, this week, but I don't want you to panic and be like, well, we just got challenged with the morning routine. I can't take on anything else right now. I'm still trying to get this habit down. It's totally fine. I just want to kind of give you an idea of what an evening routine is, have you aware of it, and we're going to still keep that challenge for 30 days of doing that morning routine, and after those 30 days are up and you're really feeling like you're in the habit and things are going well, then you can take on the challenge of doing a 30-day evening routine. But for now, don't worry about the challenge. We're not. I'm not challenging you anything this time. <laughs> um, we're just learning how to establish an evening routine that works. Okay, so... A successful sales expert once said, which his name is Grant Cardone, by the way, while your morning routine sets the tone for your day, your night routine sets the stage for your morning, which I couldn't agree more with. John C. Maxwell stated, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret to your success is found in your daily routine, which I'm sure we've all found with our morning routines, how much more success we can find in our days and how much more productive we are and how much clearer our mindset is. Um, all of those things that compile together come from our morning routine. Now, in order to have our morning routine really work well for us, we really need to have a good structured evening routine. <clears throat> so we want to set ourselves up for success. We want to set out everything for your evening routine in the same spot every night. Just keep it there so it's always ready to go. Some of you may want to do your evening routine, say, in your living room, or maybe you have an office or craft room. Um, some of you may want to just do it in your bedroom right there by your bedside, um, maybe out on your porch, front porch, back porch, you know, whatever it is that works for you. Find your spot that you want to go to every night and where it's easy to set up or it's already set up for you to make it that much more enjoyable to do. And you don't feel like you have to put a whole ton of things together in order to even start your evening routine. Um, so we want to decide on a bedtime for ourselves. You want to decide, okay, if I'm getting up, you know, 
at 6.30 in the morning, then I want to get to bed by 10.30 at night or whatever your you know, morning or evening routine is. For me, I'm, I've been getting up at 5.30 in the morning, but with it getting brighter earlier, part of me is thinking maybe I should get up around 5. And so I'm going to back up my evening routine and I'm going to be going to bed earlier if that's something that I want to do. As long as you know that you get your um, the amount of sleep that you're wanting, then you should be good to go. So some people require a lot of sleep. Some people require very little. You decide what works for you. Just make sure that you decide on a bed. Oops. Um, not a bed. <laughs> you decide on a bedtime for yourself. Um, and along with that bedtime, you make sure that it's the same time every single night. It doesn't matter if it's the weekend or just, you know, those five weekdays, make sure it's every single day of the week. It's the same time that you're going to bed. Granted, we're going to have random times where we have, you know, a party or different things like that, where we're not going to be able to get on time, you know, to bed as much as we want. But ideally we really want to stick to that, um, same bedtime routine every single night. So, um, we need to figure out what works best for ourselves and our schedules and then stick to that because obviously you couldn't do a bedtime routine for yourself that starts at the same time you're supposed to be putting your kids in bed, right? So we want to make sure that we are giving ourselves enough time to be able to do dinner and bed and bath time routines and all that kind of stuff with our kids, still have some time with time with our spouse and things. Um, and then also to just have that bedtime routine, that nighttime routine of just, um, time for yourself and your self-care and, um, unwinding. So you want to decide how long you want your evening routine to take from start to finish. And you can even, you know, do it a few nights in a row and just kind of time yourself and see how long it takes you to do, you know, point A to, you know, point D or E or however long, you know, however, however many steps you want in your routine and how long you want it to take. Um, and then you want to let your spouse know as well, um, that you need to have some alone time before bedtime. So you want to communicate with your spouse and let them know what your goals are with this evening routine, how you want this to work so that you're both on board, because, um, it's really important for you guys to have that reconnection time, um, right after he, you know, is, is home from work and the kids are in bed and things like that. You got to have that reconnection time with your spouse first, make sure that that relationship is doing well. And then you want to be able to have that time for yourself. And if you've communicated that with your spouse and both of you are on board, then it's going to make it that much easier to be able to do it. And he might even jump in and, and try the challenge, you know, as well for June and try to get that evening routine, um, for himself too. And you guys could work together on it. Um, so just make sure that you have that open communication with your spouse and then things will go much more smoothly. Um, okay. So we want to start our nighttime rituals at least one hour before you want to be falling in bed asleep. You may time yourself and find that you will take a lot more time or a lot less time, but ideally you want to kind of set like a timer or a reminder on your, you know, smartphone or your speaker. If you have like an Alexa speaker or, a uh, what do you call it? Google. I don't know what they call them. Anyways, all the different speakers that are out there, you know, that you can kind of set up reminders or, or alarms or things like that. Or if you have a smartwatch or things like that, do some type of digital alarm to help you to know when you need to start that bedtime routine for yourself. Um, <clears throat> and you know, you can, you can, so, okay. Every, 
um, smart speaker, as far as I know, can do what Alexa can do for the most part. So we have, you know, the Alexa speaker. And so I can set up a routine where, um, you know, every, every night, say at like 9 PM, um, I can, I can create a routine and it will maybe start music for me. And she could start a, um, a little alarm that says, Kimberly, it's time for you to start your evening routine or something like that, you know, and I can have little things going. And so she could have some like, um, thinking music or some study music, whatever you want to call it. So I can be reading books and I can be listening to instrumental music if I want or something like that. So there's fun ways that you can kind of make it more enjoyable um, and not just have it like as this dinging alarm that's kind of an alarm that's annoying and doesn't make you excited to do your bedtime routine. So those are some ideas that you can use. Um, okay, so talking about reconnection time. So after you've done your... Um, you know, cleaning up dinner and dinner time and time with the kids and getting them in beds and, and baths and prayers and all that kind of stuff. Now it's time for you to reconnect with your spouse. You both have had a long day. A lot of hard work has been happening and you're both just kind of beat and wanting to just kind of relax and reconnect. So reconnect with your spouse, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in front of a TV. And I know a lot of us do this I know we all love Netflix and um, Amazon Prime and now Disney Plus. We have all these different wonderful things, um, you know, to help us out. But a lot of times when we get onto the TV at night, as soon as, you know, all the kids are in bed and we just kind of zone out, say your husband needs to get a few things done on his computer. So he's on his computer as well. And you are trying to scroll and do, you know, some last minute Pinteresting or Facebook you know, scrolling or whatever it is. So you're each on your own individual device. Plus you have a TV on and there's absolutely no connection going on between you and your spouse. So we really want to make sure that the time that you have with your spouse, if you are watching a movie and that is your thing, make sure that you're connecting with your spouse. And, you know, maybe that's time where you guys can cuddle and hold hands. And so you're still connecting with each other as well as being able to watch a movie. Um, making it more of an enjoyable time. I know sometimes um, Aaron and I, when we you know, really want to watch a movie, but still want to, um, reconnect with each other. We'll go outside when it's, um, you know, when it's more like winter time because it's way too hot to do it during the summer, but we will go out and have s'mores together and bring out the TV and we can watch, um, a little movie while we're roasting s'mores over an open fire under the stars. And so it's kind of fun because it kind of changes things up, um, you know, or, or do, uh, what do you call that? <sighs> oh my gosh. I can't think of the word right now, but a, pro a projector, sorry, projector screen. And you can do like a movie on a projector or something like that, where you're, you know, maybe cuddling on a little picnic blanket and having like a candlelight dinner or something, you know, make it something more exciting and more fun. So it's not just a movie, but you're making it more of a time to reconnect with your spouse. Um, but besides movies, you could also do something like, say you both like to read, you could do a book club between you and your husband. Um, maybe you, read or listen to an audio book during the day. And he does too. And then you come back together at the end of the day and you talk about the things that you learned and maybe questions that you have about it or things that stood out to you. Um, and just kind of have a fun little book club with them at the end of the night. Um, you can do something simple as, you know, get order, order takeout and, and dine in in your home, in your kitchen. 
You know, you can play a card or board game together. Um, you can learn a new talent or skill together. You know, we, Aaron and I um, had a time where we were learning how to play the ukulele together. <laughs> or sometimes um, he would, he likes to write songs on the piano. So he'd be writing songs on the piano while I'd be listening to him and, um, you know, writing in my journal. And we're all, you know, in the same room and kind of talk back and forth here and there or things like that. So there's definitely ways that we can spend time together. Just make sure that it's quality time spent with each other and not with a device. Um, we really, really want to make sure that that reconnection at the end of the day happens because it's so important to um, really strengthen your marriage, um, which brings a lot more joy and happiness into your family life as well. Because if mom and dad are doing well and happy with each other, it helps the kids to be happy with the parents and vice versa. So that's just kind of my two cents right there. Okay, so after we have our reconnection time with our spouse, then you want to have your time to reconnect with yourself. So we kind of need to do a time of self-care. So you're a mom or a homemaker, you're a wife or a chef, you are a taxi driver, you're you know driving your kids all over the place. Um, you may be a career woman or you're a storyteller to your kids. You're a neighbor, a friend, a sister, a daughter, a cousin, aunt, niece, etc. whatever. We as women wear many hats every day. But every night, we need to step back into our own skin and take time to reconnect with ourselves as just us. Because I feel a lot of times as mothers and wives, just women in general, we have so many things going on around us that we're just pulled in all these different directions. And sometimes we kind of forget who we are because we're so busy in servitude. You know, we're, we're so busy serving others and being there for others that a lot of times we kind of forget the things that make us tick and the things that make us happy, our goals and dreams and aspirations. And so um, I just think it's really important to make sure that we take time to reconnect with ourselves as well, which is why we have that time with our spouse so that they know that they're loved. But then we also have time with ourselves by ourselves so that we ourselves know that we are loved too. Um, it's just as important to have time where you have to just be you and you don't have to wear any hats because we need to spend time alone with ourselves sometimes. And sometimes you just need to pamper yourself. I mean, isn't it so hard for us sometimes to get that just quick, you know, 10 minute shower without any people saying, mommy, 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 or honey, can you do this or whatever it is, you know? Sometimes you just want to have a shower by yourself or a bubble bath or paint your nails or, you know, you just want to wash your face and brush your teeth and comb your hair, like something simple. It's not even that you need to necessarily be pampered. You just want to do the basics alone. <laughs> it was a little bit of freedom. Um, but do it. Pamper yourself, you know, exfoli exfoliate your hands and feet with some fun sugar scrub or lather on that deep conditioner in your hair. Um just anything that you can do, you know, to just make you feel human again after your long day work, long day of, of work with the kids or at work or whatever it is that you do, you know, going to school, whatever it is that makes you work harder in the day, get to a point where you can pamper yourself so you feel human again. Um, take care of yourself. You know, when you fill your well up with water, you have more water to pour into the buckets of your children, your spouse, your friends, family, community. Um, you need to take time to fill yours first because you cannot fill the buckets from a dry well. Have you ever thought of the word fulfilled? I know this may, have sent, may sound a little cheesy, but have you ever thought of it as fully being filled? 
So we need to fully fill our wells so that we can feel fulfilled and help to fulfill the needs of others. Now that's a tongue twister and a mind boggler, but it's something to think about. If you really truly want to be fulfilled, you need to feel like you are full. You are, um, you, you have your water, your, your well is filled with water so that you can fill the wells or buckets or whatever of those around you the next day. If you have nothing to give, how are you supposed to help? You know, you have to start with yourself and really fill your own well with water. Okay. So we have our self-care in any way that you want to do that, whether you're doing simple things, washing your face, moisturizing different face creams, or, um, you know, lotion on your hands and feet, lip scrubs, sugar scrubs on your hands, you know, manicures, pedicures, whatever it is that you want to do and that you have time for and have made time for, do that. Then we want to plan ahead for tomorrow. So you can decide which order you want to do these in, or if you even want to do them, it's kind of up to you on what you want to do. I'm just throwing some ideas out. So something that I like to do is I like to tidy up my main living spaces before I even start my self-care routine. I like to do a quick pickup of my family room and living room. Um, I let the, I let the kids pick up the toy room because they're in charge of that since they make the mess there um, before they go to bed. And I clean up dinner. Um, we put away food. We try to get all the counters wiped down, um, do the dishes from dinner and then the floor. So the next day that we have a clean kitchen to wake up to, and it's just a lot happier. It's a lot harder to do it at night, especially because we're really tired and kind of done. But if you try to have dinner time earlier, then it's easier to do that quick pickup and cleanup, um, especially if all hands are on deck and everybody in the family is helping to pick up dinner and put things away. Like sometimes right after dinner, we'll just say, okay, everybody pick five things, take it and put it in the fridge or um, trash, put things away wherever it needs to go. And everybody can rinse off their dish and put it in the dishwasher. If you have older kids, if you have younger kids, obviously you have to help them with that, but at least they can take it to the sink or um, do something, you know, as long as they're old enough to walk and things, they can, they can help out. Um, okay. So prep for tomorrow. We want to do all that we can to prepare ourselves for tomorrow. So we're not having to do all that crazy rush in the morning. We want to do it when we're calm and don't have everybody nagging us. And we can just do what we need to do the night before to be ready for the next day. So that includes things like laying out your clothes and your children's clothes maybe shoes or accessories that they're going to need for school or you for the day ahead. Um, you can empty out your purse every night, um, clear it out and have it clean, ready to go. And then you can fill up your purse or diaper bag or gym bag, whatever you need with the things that you need for tomorrow. And then you're going to place it where it's going to be needed. So if you are going to be leaving to the gym and going in your car that next morning, then you are going to put your gym bag inside the car already prepped and ready to go. And all you need to do is grab that cold water bottle from the fridge and you're good to go. Um, so things like that, you know, or your diaper bag, say you're going to a play date or a story time or something, make sure that you have all your diapers and wipes and, um, you know, bottles with water and snacks and, you know, whatever you need in there, ready to go set by the door, you know, with maybe shoes lined up and things ready to go. So it's just easy to grab and go. You don't have to sit there and pack it and shove everything in there um, on your way out. Cause <laughs> I don't know about you, but for me, a lot of times 
I would have my diaper bag would be mostly packed, but I wouldn't realize it. And so I would continue to pack more and more snacks and waters and things in there. Cause I was in the rush to get out the door. And then I'm going to the library and I'm going to story time and my shoulders just aching because I have so much in this bag. And then I open it up to find out I have like five or six water bottles in there that haven't even been opened and who knows how many snacks. So save your back <laughs> from aching and clean out your purse or diaper bag every night so that you know what's in there and that the only things that are in there are things that you need specifically for that day so that you're not killing your back. Not to mention you're not stressing and running around like a chicken with its head cut off every morning trying to get everything prepared as you rush out the door. Um, another thing you can do is you can pre prepare breakfasts and lunches for the next day, whether it's for your kids for school or you're going out to do a picnic or just to have lunches ready to go. So you can just grab it and put it on the kids' plates um, when it comes to lunchtime and you don't have to think about it. Um, some people like to, you know, do overnight oats in the fridge, or you can set out all your stuff for a smoothie in the morning. So all you have to do is add the ingredients in, you know, and then put it all away and it's kind of done. Um, just anything that you need to kind of have things set up for the breakfast and lunches to kind of take some, um, take some of the load off of tomorrow's, um, day. Um, you can also lay out your makeup and hair stuff so it's ready to go on the counter. It will save you a lot of time in the morning and you'll have everything ready to go. You won't have to make a bunch of noise trying to open up your makeup bag and set all the makeup out and things are kind of falling as you're in a rush and then you end up waking the kids up and who knows what happens. So having stuff laid out ready to go is, is helpful. Um, so we want to set things out. Um, focus on what your plan is for tomorrow. Think about it. What will you be doing? Will you be doing a certain um, you know, play date or errand, um, what will you be doing for your morning routine? What do you need for your morning routine? Set that out where you're, where you're going to be using it. Um, for example, if you need your journal and planner and scriptures, you know, and maybe like a cup of water, have all that laid out in one spot ready to go. So you can just wake up and do your morning routine and not have to think about it. Um, or if you have to work on the computer, have it laid out with your chargers and, um, again, your water or snacks that you're going to be needing or whatever it is that you're doing, have things laid out ready to go. So you are, um, prepared and things are in order and you don't have to wake up to chaos. We want to plan for tomorrow by planning out tomorrow's schedule tonight. Even if it's just a rough draft and you're just brain dumping and writing things down that you are thinking about and kind of stressing over that need to get done, just write it all out. It doesn't have to be set in stone. It can just be that rough idea in place, but at least you can write it all down and then you can tie up the loose ends tomorrow in your planning of your schedule in your morning routine for tomorrow. Now you want to think impact, not quantity. So think of what is going to be the greatest impact tomorrow. What is going to make the greatest impact in the things that I'm going to do? Out of the list that you'd give me yourself, find the things that have the most impact and then prioritize them. So we won't, we don't want to just put a bunch of things on the list that you're probably not even going to end up doing anyways, because it's way too many things to do. Think of like three to five things that you can focus on and just kind of write those down, jot them down, figure out the, the priority um, order, and then have it all ready to go. And then the next day you can kind of have a clear mind of what order you really want it in and make sure that it's set in stone the way you want it. And then go with that plan and let it be flexible. Okay, the wind down. So we did our reconnection with our spouse. 
we did our connection with ourselves with self-care now or and our little brain dump you know right there by our bedside now we want to do the wind down so we want to give ourselves a break from our screens at least one hour before bed or more and we want to decide to have a cutoff time for all electronics and yes that includes your tv your phone your tablet your smartwatch anything digital if you think about it just 10 minutes of that blue light from your phone in front of your face is equivalent to one hour walking outside in bright daylight. Do you realize how much that messes with your circadian rhythm and your body's production of melatonin? It's so bad for your eyes and it's bad for your body and your brain in general to have screen time right before bed. A lot of us like to scroll through Facebook or check a few last emails or watch a movie or whatever it is, but right before bed is the worst time to look at your screen. It will do the opposite of winding you down and relaxing you for the night. Your body will be awake for quite some time and you will actually have a harder time sleeping. And it makes you wonder why you're so tired the next day and not sleeping well. Well, if you've been going to sleep while watching TV shows or movies or scrolling through Facebook or Pinterest on your phones to unwind, I'm here to tell you it's not working. It's not unwinding you. In fact, it's winding you up and getting you up and awake and ready for the day. So break these bad habits. I know it's super hard to do, but I promise if you break them, this will become a new and glorious source of energy that you have been craving for so long. Put the phone down, turn the TV off and unwind, girl. <laughs> okay, Jason Capital states it perfectly. What you do in the hours before bed determines your quality of rest. If you want to have a good night's sleep, quality rest, and you want to be able to get into that deep REM sleep, where you're super, super, just totally out and able to dream, make sure that you get your body to be able to unwind and step away from the screens. Peter Hernandez echoes that thought and adds to it by saying, the power of sleep is underrated. It's the ultimate antidote to brain fog. A good night's rest will improve your perception of your greatest challenges and is key to weight management and overall health. So. We want to, like he said, clear the brain fog. We want to have a good night's rest and we want to improve our perception of our greatest challenges. Not to mention, like he said, it helps with weight management and overall health. So if you feel like it's really hard to lose weight and you just keep on, you know, adding on the pounds and you're not sure what's going on or why you don't have a lot of energy or why you're craving so many sweets and things like that, it's because you're tired and you need to step away from the electronics and give yourself that time to unwind at night and really fully relax before you can go to bed. Another way to help you unwind is stretch your body. Start with a few simple yoga moves or stretches, do some PM yoga. Um, notice what hurts or feels tense from different things that you've done throughout the day and stretch those areas first. It won't be a full-on workout, we're just looking to ease our body into relaxation and rejuvenation mode. So we are pre preparing our bodies for rest. Think of your kiddos. You know, you you do your meal time, you do your bath time with them, and then they do brushing their teeth. And we kind of unwind them and we read them bedtime stories or scriptures and we just pray with them or um, talk with them about their days, tuck them in, whatever it is. So we are getting their bodies prepared for sleep and then we put them to bed. But why don't we do that for ourselves? No wonder our kids sleep so much better than we do. <laughs> we're, we're not doing what we're teaching them to do. 
we need to have our own bedtime routines just like our kids do. Um, you can read a book and I'm not talking a digital book, an audiobook. I'm talking a physical book, pick up a physical book and enjoy reading it. You could study someone who is maybe 10 to 20 years ahead of you in their career or, you know, in their mom life or whatever it is that you're wanting to study and, and read a novel about them, learn from them, um, gain wisdom on what it is that they're, um, what they've learned, things that you can learn from them. Um, there's so many different books that are out there. So find find a book that you enjoy reading and just take some time to relax in bed and read a book. Okay. Robin Sharma stated, ordinary people have big TVs. Extraordinary people have big libraries. Now, that doesn't mean that if you have a big TV, you're just ordinary. <laughs> I'm not trying to put anyone down here. So just stick with me here. The point of this quote is to help us realize how important it is to pour our everyday efforts into gaining new knowledge and living our own lives to the fullest. Let me repeat that, our own lives to the fullest. So we don't want to, to watch others live their lives on TV all the time, every night. Why don't we decide to start living our own lives and create our own stories so that, you know, if... Um, if someone were to come interview you and write a story on you or, you know, put you on TV, that you would have something to write about. You're not just sitting there watching TV all the time. That's not a story to write. You know, let's, let's write our story. Let's, let's create an amazing life. Let's leave a legacy and not just watch others live their lives on TV. So build your own libraries, gain a wealth of knowledge on a daily basis. Okay. Sorry. I get on these tangents and <laughs> I, I, I'm very opinionated. So it's going to come out in the podcast, <laughs> but if you think differently, it's okay. Please don't get offended. That's not my point in any of this. It's just some thoughts that I have as I go along the way. Okay. The wind down part two. So we now want to jot it down and let it go. So we want to start with a regular notebook or a pad of paper and just do a brain dump. Similar to what we did with planning for tomorrow, but we are just letting all of our thoughts, our worries, to-do lists, whatever it is that you have in your brain, let it go for the night and jot it down on paper. Don't spend a moment longer thinking about it once you have written it down. You can't control it right now. There's nothing that you can do about it until tomorrow anyways, so let it go. Spend time in the here and now and enjoy the present, for it truly is a gift. Take the time to focus on relaxing and sleeping and let all those stresses and worries go because you cannot do anything about them right now anyways. So don't waste any more time or energy on them. Now that you've done your brain dump, you want to make sure that you take time to journal. Journaling has always been very, very important to me. It's a way that we can um, kind of leave a legacy for those um, after we, after we die. Um, and just even sometimes I'll go back and I'll read previous journal entries and see how far I've come or things that I've learned, or I want to go tell someone about an experience that I went through that they are going through right now and they need some help. And I can help them by reading my journal entry and seeing what I went through. Along with journaling and making sure that we 
reward ourselves for all the successes that we have, all of those mom wins, um, we want to make sure that after we do our journaling, that we take time to meditate, ponder, and pray. So we need to find that true silence and carve out time to relax and recharge. Um, in any way that you do that, everybody kind of has their own thing, whether they do it by taking a hot bath or shower, or they do it by stretching or on their knees, however it is that works for you, take that time to just be with yourself and meditate and ponder or pray. Okay, a few words of caution. Beware of bedroom clutter. Your bedroom is your sacred space and your spouse's. Clutter is not welcome. The purpose of your bedroom is for reconnecting with your spouse and yourself. It's for relaxation and rejuvenation, for meditation and prayer and for sleeping, doing your morning and bedtime routines. That clarity that you need, that mental clarity will not come with physical clutter around you. So if you crowd your bedroom with papers and clutter, laundry, dirty or clean, either, either one, doesn't matter, trash, water bottles, shoes, clothes, handbags, and who knows what that you use it as a storage room or whatever it is, you will not be able to gain the mental clarity, like I said, that you'll need every morning and evening for those routines. Physical and mental decluttering work hand in hand. If your physical space around you is cluttered, then your mind is cluttered as well and vice versa. So before you begin um, to start your evening routine, be sure to clean out your room and clear out the space around you. Make it feel relaxing and calming and you can even decorate and make it feel more um of a place that you want to find refuge in make your bedroom a sanctuary for you and your spouse. It needs to be, like I said, calming, relaxing, and clean because that's the place that you retreat to after a long day's work. It's a place that you want to be able to feel like you want to be in. If your room is a huge mess, you don't really want to retreat there and you don't really want to be there. In fact, you don't want to spend any time there. So how are you going to be able to focus and do your morning and evening routines? If you can't even feel like it's a retreat. So, we want to be able to focus better, think more clearly, and you'll be able to get a better night's rest if you clean your room. So go home and clean your room, ladies. <laughs> okay, give yourself some grace and start small. Think of what you are currently doing at night and what you could change or do different or how you could build on it. Start picturing your ideal nighttime rut routine or ritual. And after you've visualized it in your mind, write it down and then simplify if necessary. Then start planning on how to introduce these changes into your routine over time. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. Don't do it all at once. It's, it's going to be a little overwhelming. We want to start little bits at a time. So you start small and you build up. Phase different items that you want in your evening routine. Phase them into your routine little bits at a time. As it becomes more of a solid habit, you can add more things to it and it will become easier over time. However, try to make sure that your evening routine is fully in place within 30 days of starting it. If not, it will be extremely hard to actually turn that into a habit. So they say it takes 30 consecutive days to create a habit and maintain it. So take your time to create a good and solid routine that works for you in your mind first. Visualize that, think about it, focus on it. And then decide when you want to challenge yourself to start that habit and stick with it for 30 consecutive days. You'll be surprised how hard it is for the first little while. I'm not kidding you. It is tough to break old habits, especially when it comes to not watching TV at night right before bed or scrolling through Facebook or whatever it is that you do on your tablet and phone. Um, but if we break those old habits and have a lot of um, 
patience and over time with determination and hard work, it will get easier and easier over those 30 days. So don't give up, stick with it, and you'll be amazed at how much you will achieve and accomplish in those 30 days. I know you can do this. (laughs) So let's do this together and let's share our progress along the way. You got this. Now let's think about this. Benefits of establishing an evening routine, which is going to help you to be motivated to actually take this on. So you're going to feel more well-rested and energized each morning, which is huge for moms. We need that energy, okay? Um, You're going to be able to face the challenges of tomorrow with a clearer mindset. um, mindset. You're going to get rid of that brain fog, and in a more purposeful and productive way, you are going to have a clearer mindset to be able to take on tomorrow. You are, your mind will be sharper and you will have more brain power to focus more intently at the tasks at hand. You will have more time for your morning routine because you will have laid out everything and set everything out the night before so that you're prepared for that morning routine. Um, you will feel happier and you'll feel more accomplished and productive. Um, you will begin to feel more like yourself and less like a robot just doing main mundane tasks because you are taking that time to feel human again and to do that self-care that's so important every night. Um, you will have more mom wins, quote unquote, um, to write about in your journal every night because you will have accomplished so many more things and you will have so much more energy and mental clarity that you will be gaining. So you'll, you'll want to write down so many more successful things that happen because you'll be happier because you'll be feeling like yourself again, which is huge. We need to feel that as moms. Okay. Last but not least, we need to display our plan. So a goal unwritten is a goal unaccomplished. Don't be that person. Write down your goals. It's so important. Don't just think about them and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do an evening routine. And then it just kind of slides, you know, under the rug. You have to write it down and then you have to post it in plain sight where you can see them every single morning and every single night. And you can refer back to them, especially when you're just starting the habit and you can't really remember what order you wanted to do things in or what exactly you wanted to do. Um, If you want to get crafty and fancy, you can type it up, um, type up your evening. You can even type up your morning routine, um, as well, and you can frame it or you can, you know, put it on cute paper or whatever it is you want to do. You can put it by your nightstand. Um, you can, you know, put it on your mirror. You can put it in your bathroom on the mirror, whatever it is that works for you. Um, okay. So I have this cute little round frame with rhinestones on the rim of it. And yes, I have a fetish with sparkly and shiny things. (laughs) So that's something that I love. Um, and I can just type it up and put that in the little frame. It's just a small little frame. That's probably, I don't know, um, maybe the size of like three or four quarters, um, big. And you could just type up your little routine and just set it there in this little cute little frame on your nightstand. So it's not anything huge. It doesn't take up a lot of space. It doesn't clutter your space but it just kind of gives you that simple reminder of, you know, what you need to do each night or each morning or both, depending on, you know, where you're at in your challenges and, um, creating those habits. Um, what else? Just make sure that we look at it often and really try to stick to it for those 30 days. And then you will feel so much better. I'm so excited for you guys to try this out. So I really hope things are going well with your morning routines and I would love to hear um, how things are going, your successes, your failures, your wins, all those things. 
um, leave them in the comments um, and let's let's talk about this. Let's see where we're going with this. And then um, I'm going to keep, you know, trying to motivate you through these 30 days so we can really get that morning routine to stick. And then in June, we're going to start focusing on that evening routine. So it's been so fun talking with you ladies. I just absolutely love um, doing this podcast and being able to just spend this time, you know, mom to mom. It's been wonderful. So I'm so grateful for you ladies. And I think you all are wonderful and I will make sure that um, I do all that I can to motivate you and to um, help you to feel your best and to be able to be your best self. And I just wanna say that this is awesome and I hope you enjoy it and we will see you next week. This is the High Five Motherhood Podcast and this is your host, Kim Montgomery. Thank you for hearing us today. Bye ladies.